grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It seems, it seems like Christmas just lights up the world. The first lights, I mean, they go up in early November when the stores begin to decorate for Christmas. Not that anybody goes to the store anymore, but you know, if you did go to the mall. Uh, next come the city lights. Then the neighborhood lights start going up, and before long, everybody's lights up on, on your block. Yesterday, uh, Carol said, I know it's not December, but I'm just going to put up the outdoor lights because the weather's not too bad. And... Uh, she thought um, Jacob and Noel might come over, uh, but they didn't. Anyway, she did it anyway, so they get those lights up. And all this twinkling and all this light makes things a lot more cheerful, which is nice, because at this time of the year, the nights are long and dark. Christmas lights. I don't know whether uh, you've ever noticed this, or not, but light is a major theme in the Bible, a major theme. It says in 1 John, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. The very first commandment that God gave it the creation was, let there be light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In fact, light is the very reason for Christmas. John 12, verse 46, Jesus said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that those who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. Now, he's not talking about physical darkness here. He's talking about personal darkness. Not physical, but personal darkness. See, because everybody has dark days. I mean those days when... You know, it's just so heavy. You don't want to get out of bed. You're, you're, you're afraid to face the world. You want to quit. Inside, you're in darkness. We all go through dark days. This morning, I want us to look at the light of Christ for your dark days, mine. What sort of darkness am I talking about? I'll be a little more specific. Dark days of disappointment. Dark days of distress. Doubt and depression. I'm betting you can relate to at least one of those. First, the dark days of disappointment. Some of you faced a major crisis this past year. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was the death of a loved one. Maybe it was a defeat, or you got laid off, or you faced a major illness. Job 30 verse 26 says, I hoped for happiness and light, but trouble and darkness came instead. Ever felt that way? I was hoping for one thing, but I was sadly disappointed. It didn't happen. Fact is, life is sometimes deeply disappointing. Situations don't always work themselves out. We go through dark days. But that's not all. We can also go through dark days of distress. That's when you feel overwhelmed, stretched to the limit, frustrated. I'm, I'm picking up on the word stress here in distress. You've got too much to do and don't have enough time and you don't have enough money or you don't have enough energy. But it's all got to get done. David in the Bible experienced stress. He says, I cried desperately for help, 
but it still does not come. Ever felt that way? My guess is that some of you are distressed right now. You may be stressed out financially, or it could be physically. You don't feel good. Your deteriorated health is holding you back from things you really want to do, but you can't. You can be distressed relationally. Your marriage is not working out as it should, or relationships with your kids, or your friends, or your boss. Dark days of distress. Or maybe it's a third thing. Dark days of doubt. Jesus said in John 12, verse 35, the one who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. He's drifting, having no clear objective. Do you ever lose your way? Do you ever feel like you're in a deep cloud, your head's just in a fog? When you look at your past, you get disappointment. When you look at your present, you're distressed. And then when you look at your future, you're just doubtful. You're worried about it. As Jesus said, the one who walks in the dark doesn't know where he's going. The darkness of doubt ever felt that way. Where am I headed? And one more darkness to consider. Dark days of depression. When everything seems to cave in. When you're depressed, you feel like, what is the use? During their lifetime, studies tell us, most Americans will experience acute depression at least three times. I'm talking about when the bottom falls out, when everything heads south, when nothing seems right. Studies have found that depression is often closely linked to divorce, separation, or the death of a loved one. And sadly, depression is involved in more than two-thirds of the 35,000 suicides that occur in the United States every year. In 1939, at the outbreak of World War II, Winston Churchill said, the light has gone out in Europe. Some of you may feel that way about your life. The light has gone out in my life. Lamentations 3.19 and 20 says, the thought of my pain is bitter poison. I think of it constantly and my spirit is depressed. And the thing about the holidays is, you may not feel like being happy. The happiness of the holidays may only serve to intensify your pain and your loneliness. You feel like you're in the middle of what Isaiah described in the reading we had this morning from Isaiah 60. Let me read those words from Isaiah again. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people's. When you're in that kind of darkness, do you wonder, does anybody care? If you don't get anything else out of what I say this morning, please get this. God cares. He cares about you. Because you matter to him and your pain matters to him. So where do you turn? In your dark days, where is help? Listen to Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's beautiful. But our question is, how? How does God do that? You know, we've heard 
Before, Jesus say, I am the light of the world. I come to light up your dark days. Good. How? How does Christ dispel the darkness? How does he light up my life? It's a good question for the season of Advent. God has sent light in Christ, and we want to celebrate that at Christmas. We don't want to stay in the dark, so how can we get out of it? Jesus Christ wants to do four things in your life and in mine. Number one, he wants to encourage me when I'm disappointed. Encourage me. Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who've lost all hope. Now I know you feel like he's far away, but you need to not listen to your feelings. I know you're gonna, but you need to hear something else. You need to hear what God's telling you here. He says, I'm with you. He is Emmanuel, which is a name meaning God with us. You hear that name a lot in, in Advent, Emmanuel. God with us. And that's actually what the light of the Lord indicates. Light stands for two things in the Bible, the presence of God and the salvation of God. The presence of God and the salvation of God. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The Lord is near. He's not left you. Where's God, where's God been in all your disappointments? He's where he's always been. He hasn't left you. Darkness may indeed cover the earth, but God has remained with you. So he encourages you in disappointing times. You never walk alone. He's with you, your light. The darkest part of the night, you know, is when the light shines out the brightest. And one other encouragement. God's still got a design, a plan, a purpose for your life. Jeremiah 29 says, The plans I have for you, says the Lord, are plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. God says, I don't want to hurt you. I want to help you. He says, I, I myself died, and then I rose for you. I've got a future for you. I have a hope for you. Light shines for you in the darkness. How else does God dispel our darkness? Number two, he strengthens me when I'm stressed, when I'm distressed. Here's a great verse from, from God's word, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'll tell you, cut that verse out and put it on your refrigerator. Keep it there all winter, Okay. What did it say? I have the strength for some things. No. It says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal at anything. God said, I'm competent. I'm capable. I'm able to handle it no matter what comes my way. In my own power, not on your life, but by the power that God puts in my life through Jesus Christ. Nothing can devastate me this season or in the coming year. I can face it, not on my own, but he will strengthen me when I'm distressed. How about when I'm doubtful? This is point number three. He will guide me when I'm doubtful. 
like when I'm confused, when I don't know which way to go. John 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through darkness. Living light will flood your path. You're going to have to make some major decisions in the months ahead. I don't know what they are. I don't think you do either. But I guarantee you, you will have to make some decisions. And they're going to keep you awake at night, stomach churning, worrying. On what basis are you going to make those decisions? Will it be, um, you know, just, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Or I, I felt it was the right thing. Really? That it? Let me tell you, feelings, inadequate, highly unreliable. Maybe you just ate a bad pizza the night before and now what are you feeling? And you're going to make a decision with this? It's not a good way to do it. You say, well, everybody else is doing it that way. Well, that's not a good reason either. The majority is often wrong. Is there a reliable source that will always give you the right advice and never steer you in the wrong direction? Is there any place in the world I can get that kind of advice? Yes. It's called God's Word. God's Word. (laughs) It won't steer you the wrong way. Your Word is a lamp to my feet, a flashlight to my path to keep me from stumbling, says Psalm 119. Now, Now, please be clear. When you're in deep darkness... It's not actually Christmas lights or more Christmas glitter or any of the pretty things that we fill our houses with at Christmas that's going to give you light. More eggnog or spiked eggnog or shopping or your favorite Christmas movie is not going to do it either. It's a personal darkness you're in and no external light is going to help you. But the light of God has come and can and will arise within you. How? By means of God's word. It's a lamp that will bring light into your soul. Then put some effort into this. Do some Bible reading this Advent and this winter. And it's a tradition in churches at Advent to provide some things to help us uh, get back on track there. And we, um, we have extra services you could come to. You'll hear God's word at them. What, this coming Wednesday um, is it will be a little message about Mary and her faith. And, uh, or, or we have a, an Advent devotion booklet available. Um, you know, you know, a reading a day. It, make, it's, it makes a difference. Or um, one of our groups here at church said, oh, there's 24 chapters in Luke. We're going to read one chapter a day starting today, December 1st. We'll have them all read by Christmas Eve. Something like, something, something in God's word. I, I personally like all the other traditions, but they cannot touch the thick darkness. Only God who comes through his word will do that. So find a way. A fourth and final point on how God gives light. When I am depressed, God will change me. Now, did you know that? Did you know that when you get depressed, God doesn't only want to pat you on the back and say, cheer up. Not only that, he wants to change you, and it's an opportunity. In fact, he wants to use the depression to help you learn some new attitudes, some new thoughts, new approaches, new choices. He doesn't just want to have you keep going the same old, the same old. It's an opportunity, I say, for you to change how you think and how you act in life-giving new ways. Seize this opportunity, because he can change you. 
He doesn't tell you to drive out the darkness. He says, turn to him and just flip on the light. In lines two and three of our reading from Isaiah, it says, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light. Is that in, not interesting? When the light of God shines, shines in on my life, it brightens me up. It has an effect. It, it takes me out of that pit of despair. And, and the light of God fills up my life and I start glowing. I start being a bright person, shining out. When you allow Christ to fill your life with his spirit, it brings out the best in you. This is an opportunity. I recently had a friend, an unbelieving friend from the neighborhood, drop in on me. She said that there's a lot of illness and untimely death in the world, and why would God allow that? That's why she doesn't turn to him. And I sympathized. I know some details about her life. I sympathized. But then I said, you know, my own mom got very ill in her 40s. It was a dark time. Actually, she died from that illness 13 years later. But it was in her illness, not in great times, but it was in her illness that she came to faith in Jesus. And he transformed her. It was remarkable. Sort of outwardly weakening, inwardly amazing. Because suddenly, my mom knew she was not alone. Hearing this, my friend, my friend tried to psychologize my mother's experience. She said, well, yeah, the concept that somebody's with you probably does help some people. I said to her, my mother was not transformed by a concept. She actually had a personal connection and relationship with someone who was with her, someone who loves her, the risen Jesus. My friend clearly didn't believe that, but I sure wish she would. I wish she would believe in the love and the light and the presence of Jesus because my friend is in darkness and really needs him. She doesn't need a concept. She needs him. And I tell you that the gospel we preach is not a therapy. It's news of a reality which can shine in your soul. And the reality is Jesus. Jesus can do for you what maybe years of therapy have not done. He dispels the darkness in our lives. Why? Because he's the light. He is the light. Not anything or anybody else. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The psalmist is saying, even though you go through the deepest darkness, even then, even there, the glory of the Lord will rise upon you because he is with you. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, come to my heart. Now, Psalm 23 is not the only psalm. You'd think it's so popular, you'd think it was, but it's not the only psalm. There are 150 psalms in the Bible. And you can state their common theme, I think, with one sentence. Life is tough, but God is good. That's the theme of the psalms. Life is tough. How many would agree with that? Everybody would. But God is good. And how many would agree with that? It's true. But what happens when you start saying life is good and God is tough? 
you get the batteries in your flashlight in backwards. You're in a dark room with the curtains drawn. You need to open them and look at the light and the love of God shining in the face of Jesus Christ, born for you, died for you, risen for you. Yeah, life is tough, but God is so good. This season might be tough for you. You may feel overwhelmed. Maybe you're going through dark days, a dark day of disappointment, or distress, or doubt, or depression. The good news is that because of Christ, there is now a light in the world that can drive away that darkness. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus for life everlasting. Amen.